What doesn't kill us doesn't make us stronger. It makes us more creative. Wait, how? Let's find out together. I'm Dr. Marion Piper, and I'm on a mission to uncover what it means to lead a truly creative life. So if you're feeling uninspired, blocked, or just plain lost, welcome home. Hey friends, it's me, your fave Dr. Maz. What's up? Thanks for sticking with me. I gotta say, if you're listening to this and have stuck around through the joys, the sorrows, the breaks, the intensity, (laughs) I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful to have you here. Um, This episode is part three in my five-part series about the five life areas of post-traumatic growth. They are short, sharp and bitey uh, for a reason because there is so much in the literature and in the research about these life areas, but I wanted to give you just enough to hang your bag on, hang your hook on, hang a hook on. I don't know what the the expression is. (laughs) Um, Just enough to give you something to really hang on to when you find yourself, next time you find yourself in the shit pit, which... If you've been listening for a while, you'll know that's when life doesn't feel so great and when maybe you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe something terrible has happened and you are sitting in that space of like, oh my God, what has happened and what do I do now? That's what we're talking about in this five-part series. Uh, So, so far we've had uh, episodes on personal strength. We've had episodes on spiritual or existential change which was the first which was part one and we've also today got one of my favorites part three which is titled no one understands me Woof. and it's really to do with the life area around relationships with others so this is a really 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 important life area to pay attention to Because in the literature, in the research, it's the biggest predictor of growth after trauma. The the amount and quality of social support you have around you after shit goes down is vital to your recovery. If you don't have even one person, like all it takes is one person. It doesn't have to be an army of people, although... That's really, really great also. But if you just have one person who genuinely cares for you and takes an interest in your recovery, you are going to set yourself up for success and for and for being able to recover from what's happened to you. So, however, this one is tricky because sometimes our relationships can be the cause of our greatest strengths, but also our most shattering traumas. And I know from my experience, uh, a lot, pretty much all of my trauma has been um, emotional trauma and it has been to do with the people closest to me, um, often within my family. Um, so it's what makes this really complicated because, you know, and I think there's an old saying that says, you know, the ones that love us hurt us the most, which I don't agree with, but I feel like there is a little bit of an element of truth to that, particularly in the family unit. Um, But what I really want to talk about today is this life area, relationships with others in the context of growth after trauma and its relationship to creativity, because that's why we're here, right? We're we're talking about what doesn't kill us Um, and what doesn't kill us makes us more creative. So 
What do I mean when I'm talking about relationships with others? I'm really talking about your connection to the people around you. And in post-traumatic growth, five life areas, um, post-traumatic growth tends to show up for people in this particular area when they have a deepening of the relationships with the people around them. It's not just the fact that you are supported or that you have support or that you know people. It's that these relationships are deep, that they provide a space of safety for you, a place where you can open up, where you can be yourself. And safety is a really crucial ingredient in the creative process that I actually don't see many people talk about. Oftentimes people rush to talk about, you know, ideation and incubation and production, but they don't talk about how we need to feel in each of these particular phases. And I want to draw your, your attention to one particular thing about creativity that I haven't really talk, spoken about yet. I almost said talking about and I was like, wow, <laughs> that's where my brain's at today, people. Um, creativity itself is inherently a relational practice. And what I mean about that is that there is a relationship between you as the creator, what you're creating and the recipients for your creation. So there's this nice little triangle that happens between you, your work, and your audience. And, and that's why I think when we, when we are in a situation where we are affected by a, a really challenging circumstance or a trauma, um, this is where creativity can really remind you of that relationship and how important it is to be connected, particularly on a much deeper level. So uh, some things to think about here when we're talking about how, like, how do we even deepen our relationships? You know, there's got to be an element of vulnerability and Brene Brown is the queen of this particular topic, but um, we do have to let ourselves, we do have to let our guard down a little bit and allow other people to see us. And this is where creativity can make that process a little bit easier um, because you are taking, you know, translating and transmuting part of your internal world and your internal experience into something that is outside of you, whether that's a journal entry, whether that's a poem, whether that's a dance, you know, Creativity can act as a bit of a bridge between you and other people when maybe sitting in front of someone and telling them that you're having a hard time is really just feels like way too much of a big leap. So I would like to invite you to perhaps think about what creative mediums you could use to express what you're going through. Because nobody else knows what's happening inside of your head as much as we would love people to develop the ability to actually read our minds. We need to do that for them and we need to find a way that is kind, that is caring, uh, that is true to where we're feeling though. You know, I don't want you to, to sugarcoat or hold back um, or feel like you need to really... Um, yeah, soften your emotional experience. Like when I read, when I go back and read my PhD creative work, which was an artist book I made called Mother, some of the poems in there are so, and some of the writing in there is just so raw because that is, that was where I was at. You know, I was, I wrote that book probably about, ooh, maybe like, six and a bit months after my mum passed away and so all of those emotions were like right at the surface and I always describe it as you know 
when we are feeling like as if our, our emotions are like sitting as a lump in our throat, that's like the level of um, self-expression that I'm talking about here. Um, but the thing is with, with relationships with people, unfortunately, um, oftentimes we have to go first. So we can't sit there and expect people every time to be the ones to reach out and to check up on us. You know, everybody's busy, everyone's doing their own thing. And honestly, most people aren't thinking about anybody else. And that's the same, that's the same and and true for both of us too. uh, And for you too. Um, So there's a few different strategies I have here for how to deepen your relationship um, using creativity um, that might be less uh, scary. So for example, you might like to reach out to somebody that you admire. This could be um, somebody in your workplace, your business. It could be, you know, somebody that you've seen online who you really love their stuff. Um, and be interested, be curious, ask questions. This is how our relationships expand is that we ask questions and we 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 listen and we pay attention to each other right so you might like to start by just dropping them a message and saying hey I like I love your stuff when you did this it was really great and this is what I took out of it you know I just want to say um like you're awesome you know people love people also love hearing that I don't know about you but I love um people who are cheerleaders I try to be one myself um and it doesn't take much you know that's not um from from the perspective of you know wanting to connect with people um, celebrating them is a lot easier than admitting that you're going through a hard time at least that's what I've found Um, something else that you could think about too if you are looking to um, deepen your relationships with other people is to think about uh, any old connections that might have fizzled out that you really miss you know for whatever reason, people drift in and out of our lives and that's perfectly natural. But if someone, if you've kind of lost connection with someone that you really loved or that really brought you joy or that you had a lot of fun with, you know, why not reach out? You know, this is the, now is the time to do it because we just don't know what's going on in other people's lives. Um, equally, you know, don't be offended if they say no. <laughs> I've done that before where I've lost touch with someone. I've reached out and they're like, actually, you know what? I'm really busy. I've got all these things going on. Now's not a good time. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, you know. So that could be another strategy that you could do to rekindle an old connection. The other one that you could also do, which is probably the easiest and the least scary, is to double down and reinvest in the relationships you already have, you know. So I think it's so easy for us to take Uh, people for granted to take their presence in our lives for granted and it's often only when something changes someone moves away somebody dies somebody gets sick that we actually realize how important they are to us so I want to remind you that you know when it comes to relationships it's really not and and friendships and partnerships it's not about quantity it is about quality particularly in terms of growth after trauma Um, the more people know you and understand you and see you the more likely they will be to be able to give you the support that you need in the way that you need it because you've got the time you've had the time to develop and to teach them what it is that you need and how it is that you communicate so this is why I think this is a really really important uh, part of 
the growth after trauma journey is really looking at, okay, I'm, you know, I'm struggling. Who do I trust? Who do I feel safe around? Who makes me feel happy? Um, Who could I be around right now where I wouldn't have to explain anything? That is such a gift. If you have somebody in your life who you can just go and, and just say, hey, I'm like, I'm feeling crap. And they just go, great, let's watch a movie, order pizza, whatever. Somebody that you can just relax around, that would be ideal. Now, the issue here is if you don't feel like comfortable or if you don't feel like you have that kind of support, um, I would definitely encourage you to reach out to a therapist, a psychologist, chat to your doctor. There are official and more professional lines of support that you can get. Um, but uh, honestly, what I've found in the past is that the most profound growth I've had has come from those connections where they've just allowed me the space. They've held the space for me to be myself and to figure this shit out on my own. And they've been there to catch me when I've tripped up. They've been there to celebrate with me when I've, you know, burst through a barrier. <laughs> um and that's what it's about, right? We are social creatures. We are wired for this stuff. Um, but one thing I will say is please don't isolate yourself. Try as hard as you can. And I know that when you're feeling like shit, it can be really like awkward or awful and feel really unnatural to go out and to, to hang out with people or to reach out. But everything in the literature says this is the most important part of getting through a tough time is having that support around you. So um, I would definitely encourage you to do that. Um, And the other thing too, if you feel comfortable to, if you are somebody who is creative and you, and you have, you know, developed a practice, particularly either journaling or um, just some kind of self-expression practice where you have been putting all that emotional energy and all that turmoil into your work show that work to somebody that you trust and say, hey, listen, I'm going through some stuff right now, but I'm making this work. Can we talk about it? Can you help me um, work through it? That can also be a really gentle entry point into getting uh, the support that you need and also to deepening those uh, creative connections. Phew, okay. That's it, friends. Really short, really sweet, really, really sharp and shiny today. I'll be dropping back in next week with part four, which is all about one of my favorite words, appreciation. Uh, But the entry point into that oftentimes is when you realize that everything kind of sucks. So I hope you have a great week. um, And until next time, take care. Uh, Bye-bye.